You are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach. And although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Thompson Pinder. And I'm so excited to announce that in August, we will be having the 400th episode of the Author to Authority Podcast. And in celebration of that, I have decided to do the top 25 episodes of the Author to Authority podcast for the whole summer. And we will celebrate the 400 about mid-August, so there'll be a couple of episodes after that. And I chose these episodes because they were the ones that I just personally felt were the ones that gave tremendous amount of value that were going to help you as an entrepreneur, professional, a speaker, a coach to move your business forward. These were value-packed episodes that are just going to give you action steps that are just going to really propel you to the next level. So I'd love for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this top 25 episode. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I've got with me someone who is really going to help you move your business forward during these very interesting times. So I'd love to welcome Dee Boswell Buck to the show. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And Dee is a digital marketing strategist, and she owns her own company called Boswell Buck Creative. And today, we're going to be talking about how to use social media during these trying times to actually put yourself forward. A lot of entrepreneurs I'm talking to lately, they feel like they need to shrink back. They feel like they need to... in with everything going on, not shine. Like, how dare I shine? How dare I let people know who I am and what I do during these trying times? They got so many other things to think of. Well, my philosophy is very different. How dare you not shine during these times? You have something that a specific group of people need, and they desperately need it. You have something that makes a huge difference in in their lives. So how dare you hold back during these times? You know, you're not forcing people to buy stuff from you. You're presenting opportunities and letting those who can take advantage of it come. You know, people are saying, entrepreneurs are saying, well, there's no money for anything. Nobody's spending money. Well, that's not true. People are spending money. I can guarantee you that online shopping has gone through the roof as stores are now 
closing. People are still buying stuff. So that is a reality. And people still need what you have. And Dee, I want to give you a quick note here because we are also videoing in this as well. So Dee is a mom. And there may be some interruptions during this podcast because now all the children are at home. Yes. So, Dean, <laughs> if it happens, it's okay. We are a mom-friendly podcast. Thank <laughs> you so understand much. understand the <laughs> complications of now working from home with all your children at home as well. So, if something happens, we're good with it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, don't, I guess you saw my eyes <laughs> starting over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had, had that same dog. look. It was like... Don't, don't you dare come in here. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good to know. You know what? We all need to adjust during these times. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that there is, and this is totally off topic, but we will get, we'll, we'll get to it. But I think this is really important right now. Moms who are entrepreneurs sometimes feel embarrassed about the fact that they have to take care of the kids. And you shouldn't. Being a mom is probably one of the most underrated but greatest things that you do in your life because you get to shape some of the next generation. And if the kids interfere with what's going on with your business and people can't handle that, that's their problem. That's not your problem. You are doing everything you can to continue to build your business during these trying times and be a support to many, including coming on this podcast. So I want to congratulate you, Dee, and I want to congratulate you other moms too who may be listening. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Don't be embarrassed about being a mom entrepreneur because you are doing a great job. And if I may add to that real quick, many of us are entrepreneurs. Many women are entrepreneurs because they want to be able to have a lifestyle where they're able to spend more time with their children. Mm -hmm. And well, we've been served up this opportunity. So it's a great time to, to be thankful for that. And, and we just have to roll with it, run our business and be here for our children. And, you know, it's funny, sometimes things like this happen and, you know, kids, you think the kids are, are stressed and they are probably a bit stressed, but you know what, when they look back, they're going to remember all the good things that happened. When I was a kid, there was a train derailment in Mississauga, which yes. is part of the, the greater Toronto area in Canada. I remember. And a lot of my family lived in Mississauga and they had no place else to go. So you know, for about a week, two weeks, the whole family came and stayed at my place. And so there was like a lot of adjustments because we had like not enough space for everybody, but you know, we made do and everybody buddied up and, you know, and, but you know, when I think back on that time, I mean, it was actually very scary because there was a lot of potential health risks and they could have had to evacuate a whole lot more of Toronto. Like yeah. we were just on the border. So I remember. We were on the safe side, but if they evacuated more, we would have not had any place to go. And, you know, I, but that's not what I remember about it. I don't remember the scary parts about it. I remember spending time with my whole family for two weeks and all the fun things we did, like, you know, like, okay, we didn't have, we had cable, but cable consisted of 10 channels. Okay? Right. <laughs> but I still remember 
you know, my aunt brought the popcorn makers. So we'd make up these big bowls of popcorn and we'd all pile on the couch on the floor and, and, and watch TV together. And we played board games and we went shopping together and we had meals together and we talked to each other. You know, I was just a kid, but that was such a fun time for yeah. me just to spend time, such a, a, a massive amount of time with my family. And that's what the kids will remember. If, if you make this a good time for them, you know, do fun things with them. Yeah, there's still going to have to be schoolwork. Sorry, kids. But you know what? Just because school is not there doesn't mean you stop learning. Right. But, you know, if you make this a fun time, that's what they're going to remember about this year. They're not going to remember the scariness of what happened to the world. They're going to remember that they spent lots of time with mom and dad and they got creative and they did fun things and, you know, like stringing the house up and making it a big maze or taking the table and making a fort, you know, and having a sleep, a sleep out in the fort, right? Like there's so many fun things that, that you can do. So anyway, that's just to encourage you moms and dads out there that your kids will survive and if you make it fun for them, that's what they will remember. They won't remember the scariness. The moment they announced the school closures, the, I went straight to the supermarket while everybody, I was in a bit of a panic, but honestly, I went straight to the snack aisle and I was like, we're going to be watching movies at home now. So I bought popcorn to be popped. I bought the kernels. I bought some chips. We'll eat them in in moderation, but yes. it's like, how can we make this a fun time and try to do some of the things we usually do, but at home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So now let's actually get to the podcast today. <laughs> so Dee, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, share a bit of your story with us? Okay. So my company is called Boswell Buck Creative. And what I do is I empower business owners to connect with their ideal client in the online space. So what I do is I help business owners understand and use the online platforms such as social media. I help them to use online ads. And also I do things to take where I audit their website to make sure that you know the right message is getting across. So when someone does visit their website, uh, they know that they're, they've reached the right place. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And also tell us a little bit about your personal story. How did, how did this come to be? And Okay, well, my business, I've been all in in my business for almost two years now. So the, a little history, I had my daughter at the age of 41. And, you know, while I was really happy, I thought to myself, ooh, there's like no great time, like no best time to start your own business. Because I mean, 41, retirement's kind of around the corner, then we're going to have to, we're going to have to prepare for school. So I went back to school and while I was working at my job, I became certified in digital marketing. And after 26 years of working my nine to five, I put in my resignation and I started my business in 2018. Wonderful. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, I know you've come prepared today to share about how we as entrepreneurs can use social media during these times. So I'm going to let you loose to do some teaching and training, and then I'll probably come back with a few questions for you. Awesome. Great. Okay. So let's face it right now, everybody is online. Mm -hmm. Everyone is at home. We're homeschooling our children, or maybe if you have a nine to, if you had a nine, if you have a nine, 
to five, you're told that you have to work at home. So right now, everyone is at home. And while uh, it is a tough time, it's we should take a look at how is it that we can, how can we leverage our business at this time in the online space? So I think that this is a really great time for business owners to take a look at their customer avatar again. And if you haven't really been focusing on reaching out to your ideal client using social media, using ads or your website, then this is the best time to do it. So take a look at your customer av- your customer avatar and all of the demographics. And this is a time where you can do some research, do some research on what platforms are they on. They may not be on the platforms that you're most comfortable on. So take a look at what platforms are they on? For instance, if you happen to be a business owner and your product and service is great for other business owners, then that would be B2B. And you might want to start taking a look more at LinkedIn instead of Facebook. Or if you are on Facebook, which is B2C, or even you can still reach other businesses on Facebook, but maybe it's time to invest in ads on Facebook. And by doing that, with everyone being online, I mean, other businesses are online as well. So this is time for you to stand out. But you, you want to make sure that you're using your calories well. So mm-hmm. if you invest in an ad use on social media, for instance, Facebook, I'll use that as an example. Well, for maybe $20, maybe $30 over seven days, you can reach your ideal client by creating an audience that describes who your client, your ideal client is and only your audience sees that ad. And then that way it brings more traffic either back to your Facebook page. I always suggest that you want to bring your traffic back to your website. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you want to do is you want to take this time to audit your overall presence. So not only are you going to do some research on where your ideal client is hanging out, and by the way, they can be hanging out on several platforms, but what you want to do is maybe take a look at, for instance, Google My Business. If you are using Google My Business, this is a great time to update it. Uh, Google always likes it when we are always paying attention to our Google My Business Mm. account. So what you want to do is get into the habit of adding content once per week. And it could just be light and easy where you are just copying and pasting a post that you shared on your LinkedIn account or a post that you shared on Instagram, copy and pasting one to two posts per week. And then that way, that's something that you maintain going forward after this is over. Um, This is something that I had my clients do as well before just showing up once per week. And I mean, just imagine over 52 weeks, you can have 52 updates Mm -hmm. on your Google My Business. And how this will benefit you is that when someone does search on Google for something that is that for something that your business provides, well, Google is going to serve up the Google My Business account that has the most information. You also want to take a look at your hours. So while you may not be at your brick and mortar, or maybe things are different in terms of hours now that you've got the little ones at home, this is a great time where you can go ahead and update your hours such as any statutory holidays. So I'm not too sure if you've ever been online where you want to see if a mall is open on 
on on Canada Day or on Easter, and you're not too sure. So now you drive over only to discover that it's closed. Well, wouldn't it have been nice if they updated their Google My Business? So Google My Business mm-hmm. sees that. And again, they will share your content. Uh, other things that you can audit, your website. Yeah, audit your website. Take a look at um, your pop-ups. I always think it is great to have a pop-up on your website. But here's a tip for you. You want to maybe have you want to have a pop up on your website, but a pop up that shows up maybe twenty or thirty seconds after someone has landed on your on your homepage, or maybe a pop up that shows up upon exit. Um, so go into your into um, whatever you are using for your email marketing, and you want to take a look at the uh, the timing of those pop ups. So then, when someone does get to your website, they're going to want to stay on your website. And uh, you want to take a look at when your website again. Take a look at what's going on on your homepage. It's a, what I would suggest is that you don't have like way too much information. You want to entice people to come in. So just imagine that you've invited someone to your home, and when you open the door, you don't leave the door open and say everything about, hey, we're going to be having turkey, we're going to be having cranberry sauce, and we're going to be watching this on the television while someone is outside at your door. You want to invite them in. So you, you welcome them. So great to see you. You take their coat. So what you want to do on your homepage is also share information. This is what I do, or this is what we do. We help you to mm-hmm. solve this type of problem. Uh, a problem. Uh, share a little bit more information where they can scroll down and and get some idea as to what's on your website. So that's an opportunity to have some thumbnails to various pages on your site, and and then uh, that will entice people to want to go through the rest of your website to find out a bit more about you. Yeah, awesome. So you talked about doing research into your your perfect client. How do you research? Like, where do you go to do this research to find out where these people are? Well, this is a great opportunity. Well, as a business owner, maybe you, you already have a client avatar, or if you're going to start a new business. What I would suggest is you can even go back to some of the clients that you have now, or you can reach out to customers to clients that you had previously and ask them some questions. Ask them, how did you feel when you when we when we partnered together and I helped you on this particular service? Could I have what could I have done at the end? Would you have preferred that there was a survey? So go ahead mm-hmm. and go back and ask your customers or your past customers, how could you have done things differently? And most likely they were very happy with the service, but this is a great time where you can find out uh, how it is that you can add more value to the current programs that you have. Mm -hmm. Or at this time, a lot of us may be pivoting. So what type of value can you add to the programs that you're going to create as well? It's also a great time to go to your current customers and ask them, you know, how is it that you can help make their experiences even better? Mm-hmm. And in terms of research, you can go on Google or go online and do some research and see. And what you can do is go into that search bar and do some research on the particular field. So it could be, for instance, for myself, 
social media marketing, small business. Mm -hmm. So now it's going to pull up some articles and I can read through those articles to learn more about what it is that uh, my ideal client needs for, for themselves. That is a wonderful answer. It wasn't really quite what I meant. <laughs> you, you talked about doing research on where your ideal client hangs out. So like what social media they hang out. So I was more referring to that. So how do you figure out where your ideal client is hanging out so you can do the ads, so you can do the proper posting? Okay. What you can do is you can, when you do, you can go ahead and you can do a search. And when you do your search, you would do a search on uh, demographics for a particular platform. So you might want to look for, you can actually key in demographics for LinkedIn. And what will happen is that you'll see some articles or some studies as to who is hanging out online on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And what will happen is that you will see the age range of the individuals. Um, You'll see how many men versus women are on that platform. You can also see as well um, the type of businesses that are really leveraging LinkedIn. So that's um, what you do, or, or demographics for Facebook, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, one other question for you. What role would you say, how would someone do content during these times? So what content suggestions would you have for people? I would suggest that the type of content that you share more now is content that is going to be helpful, content that's going to resonate. So when I say resonate, just because, for instance, I'll I'll share an example. The weather is nice where I am right now. But as a business owner, I might want not want to share that I'm selling barbecues for $1,000, right? Mm. But what I might want to do, if, if that is the type of business that I have, is share content that talks about some outdoor, outdoor food, foods that you can barbecue on the grill. Um, what type of recipes that you can have in terms of barbecuing. So then what happens is that not only... Will someone get some wonderful ideas for recipes that they can try at home? But they may also end up thinking to themselves, I need a barbecue. Mm. And then they're going to see that that's what your business is. So this is a great time now to share content that will be helpful for your ideal client or for your audience uh, that is following you. As you were saying that, I was thinking as well, you, you could even, like if you're selling barbecues, you could do a post on got your kids at home. Let's do a camping, at-home camping adventure, and here are some great barbecue recipes, camping barbecue recipes or something yes. like that, right? Yes. So, so yeah, it's not a matter of about directly selling right now. It's about providing a whole ton of value and knowing who, who your ideal client is and what they need and then just speaking to that. Yes. And this is a, you know, you want to show up and... Sharing tips is probably the the easiest thing that you can do in terms of sharing content because it's so close to home as it's so close to home in terms of what it is that you do. And also it would be easy, an easy thing for you to do as well. Um, If you know your business the best, you know the best how people can use your product and services. So um, it's a great time for you. It's an easy thing for you to share tips. 
You know, something else I was thinking of as well, and maybe you can speak to this because I'm not exactly sure, but um, when you get like in terms of engagement, so if you're posting on Facebook, would you recommend even posting some lighthearted stuff? Because when people interact with your stuff, then when you post other things, they're more likely to see it. Absolutely. Um, One of my clients, she has a, a pet sitting dog walking company. And uh, some of the content that we are sharing are funny dog videos. So not only is she sharing that, hey, I walk dogs, but we're sharing some fun uh, videos with pets Mm -hmm. running around. Or there was a video shared the other day where uh, the dog dog had a very high-pitched human voice and it got a lot of interaction. So Facebook loves video. Um, all, all, all of the platforms, they love video. So sharing video, sharing fun video that kind of ties in with your business, but not really. Um, that's something that will be pushed through the algorithms for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like something I do in my author to authority Facebook group. So, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to find out about having uh, becoming an authority, you can join my author to authority group on Facebook. So that's what it's called. Just search it out. But every day I post puns and funny wordplay. Um, and everybody loves it because I find some really good, unique stuff. Um, but it was just amazing the other day. So we were stocking up on a few things and my husband normally takes muffins to work. And I had run out of you know some of the things that I use to make muffins. So we had bought some muffins for him. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to stock up on some extra muffins and I'm going to freeze them. Well, I have a vacuum sealer. I saw that. (laughs) I have a vacuum sealer. So I thought, you know what? I bet it would keep the muffins fresher if I vacuum sealed it. So anyway, my husband's like, this is not going to work. It's just like going to shrink down to nothing, right? And I'm like, no, no, no. We got to try this. So anyway, we did it. We (laughs) we vacuum sealed the muffin and it shrunk down to like this. It was quite hilarious. So I actually posted that on Facebook. So I took a picture of the regular muffin and then I took the picture of this like scrunched up muffin. And um, you know what? It got a lot of engagement and everybody's like, okay, well, I guess we're not doing that now. I have to say, I I learned something that day. I mean, it made me laugh, but I thought to myself, ah, duly noted. (laughs) Not a good (laughs) thing to try. (laughs) So, you know what, like during these times, it's okay to still make things fun. You know, like there, you have your more serious posts, you have your teaching and training posts, but you know what, make sure to include some fun posts in there. The fun posts get you engagement and then people see other things that you post. So, you know, that's the thing with Facebook is you've got to remember specifically, well, with all of them, but specifically with Facebook is that, you know, if people aren't engaging with your stuff, then you know, the likelihood of them seeing what you're posting decreases. So even sometimes like what I'll do with posting the podcast episodes on Facebook is I'll just tag a group of people. And usually what I do is I just tag my new friends, my new Facebook friends, because people are always friend requesting me. Not that I accept every single one, but you are welcome to friend request me on Facebook, Kim Thompson Pinder. I'm the only one. And, um, some shameless self-promotion there. And, um, you know, uh, what I do is when I post the episodes, I'll tag all my new friends in it and say, hey, do you know I have a podcast? You know, I'd love some feedback from you, right? So it's just a way to get that 
initial engagement going. And so every once in a while, I don't do it all the time. Okay. Like the podcast posts, I tag new people in, but I do tag people from time to time, not all the time because I just get spammy, but every once in a while, something's important. So I'll tag a group of people and I don't tag up to the 99 or whatever that Facebook's allows. I'll, I'll tag about 20 to 30 because you know, if you're doing this constantly, eventually you end up in Facebook jail. Uh, <laughs> Been there, done that, don't want to be there again. I still don't even know why I got in jail the first time. <laughs> they still haven't told me. Glad you're out. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it, it's frustrating when you get a, well, you broke community standards. I'm like, I just want to know how I broke community yeah. standards. Please tell me so I don't do it again. Right? So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you do you do need to build the engagement in. It's it's not organic. You need to plan it. And I want to add to that. Take advantage of the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, you can share stories, and the stories are the circles right across. And you can even share them on Facebook. Now, on Instagram, of course, when you're sharing your stories, and they could be stories about what's going on throughout your day, and a story is actually a story. So it could be, for instance, you woke up and it's uh, one story about your cup of coffee. And then it's another story with your laptop getting started. And then there's another story where you're taking a walk uh, in your backyard right now. (laughs) And then another story that um, shares that it's time for bed. But um, you can share stories on Instagram. You can your stories can be found when you add your location stickers to them. You can, your stories can be found when you add your hashtags to those stories as well. And then as well, you can share your stories to Facebook. And those, so those are really great opportunities. So the hashtags and the stickers don't work on Facebook. However, having a Facebook page, not everyone is going to see your content. Mm. But more people will, will, will um, see what it is that you're doing. If, if they're following your Facebook business page, more people will have access to your stories. So your stories will highlight what it is that you're doing. They'll remember, oh, I'm following this page. Click on that story and then remember about you all over again. So uh, one more quick topic, because this is something I think about. And I mean, I got to admit, I'm 49, right? So some of the newer social medias, I just don't even bother with. But as an entrepreneur, how do you gauge what new social medias you should be taking advantage of? Because there is, there is a bonus per se when you get in at the beginning and you build that audience right at the beginning of a new social media. I mean, you know, the people who were in Facebook right at the very beginning, maxed out their 5,000 friends, you know, took advantage of every new opportunity that came around. They're the ones who are laughing in Facebook. So does it benefit an entrepreneur to, to be a part of these new social medias that are coming out? I think it's always, whenever we hear about a new social media platform, you always want to do the research first. It doesn't mean that it's going to be for your your target audience though, but you should always be aware. So do the research and follow what is happening with it, but just don't go through FOMO, okay? So you don't have to go through fear of missing out. Always do your research because what you want to do is you want to put your energy where your target audience is. So I'm Mm. going to use a platform as an example, TikTok. When it first came out, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not doing this. Um, My daughter, you know, she has her little TikTok account. It is closed, by the way. 
but she does some fun videos. But I, I paid attention to TikTok and I am seeing now that more business owners are using it. So now I am studying how are businesses using TikTok and how is it that I can leverage it for my business? So that, that's an example of being aware of the new social media trends, doing your study of it, mm-hmm. Even though you may see children or you know teenagers using it, um, continue to watch it, and then you want to see how it is that you can use it for your business. At the end of the day, when you are using social media for um, your brand, you want to make sure that you are going to be very present when you're doing it. So you don't want to start something and then it's like a ghost town. There's, there hasn't been a, an, an update or a recent post. Awesome. Well, Dee, how can people connect with you? Because you've shared some really amazing uh, tips and advice today. Awesome. So my website is www.dboswellbuck.com. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my Facebook page is dboswellbuck as, as well. Okay. And on Instagram, where I share a lot of tips that are very helpful for business owners. So that's D D E E Boswell B O S W E L L and Buck as in B U C K. Yes. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. This has been D Boswell Buck and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author Authority podcast, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.